everybody. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for tuning in again to another episode of the Parental Advisory. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and share us on YouTube at the Parental Advisory Podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Parental Advisory Podcast. So thanks everybody who has began following us and everybody that will follow us down the road so they can receive some of this invaluable content. So today we're actually sponsored by William Spice. And since we're so fortunate to have one of the co-owners on, we will let her go into the detail on that. But I did just want to introduce all of our co-hosts. We have in the studio here, Terrence, with us. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's been a long time. I know it has. And we have Marquita here. How's hey, it going? How y'all doing? And then, like I said, we have one of the co-owners of William Spice, Brandilyn Williams. So if Brandilyn would like to introduce herself as our guest host today and give us a little bit of insight on William Spice, that would be great. What's up, Brandy? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. William Spice was an idea. Basically, it was our wedding favor and you know i wanted to create a a wedding favor that people would actually use because you know how you go to weddings and it's like some cheap little like wedding favor you like toss it in the back seat or it never even leaves the venue so i you know me and my husband we thought really hard about like what would be well at the time my fiance we thought about what would be a really great gift to share with our wedding attendees and people kept asking about it after the wedding we had people who weren't even invited to the wedding asking about it so <laughs> that was the, the birth of our first baby which is William Spice <laughs> it, we've had it around for a little over five years and we're available on our website Amazon we have a few stores throughout the United States and we do a lot of corporate gift packaging and uh, it's just been an amazing journey and it's a really great way to get to know your husband along the way doing business is, is a whole nother level to your relationship but we're really happy to be here and Remy has always been a, a wonderful supporter of William Spice and just thanks so much for having me. and I am here as a parent I have a, a son so outside of William Spice my son is four years old so I hope I will be able to contribute to this wonderful content on this podcast today. Thanks, Brandy. We know you will. Yes. And I will say William Spice <laughs> is bomb. You know, I want to hype it up. So it's bomb. But we do thank you for being able to spend some time with us today and give us your insight and just, you know, join in on this panel. So today we're going to on today's episode, we're going to actually tackle something that we use every single day or mm. most of us use. I don't know about everybody, yeah. but a lot of us. And what that is, is social media. Yeah. And what we want to discuss is our the social media effect on us as parents as well as kids so like i said i mean social media is great for so many things but you know like anything there are some negatives about it so we're going to talk about some of the positives some of the negatives as well as some of the solutions that can offset some of the negativity that's surrounded around social media Mm -hmm. so you know one thing i do want to start off with is just a brief note or a brief stat based on the cleveland clinic studies and according to cleveland clinic shows that children younger than 11 who use both instagram and Snapchat are more likely to have problematic digital behaviors like having online only friends and visiting websites that parents wouldn't approve of. And in addition to the problematic digital behaviors, there can also be changes in behavior at home, such as increased irritability, increased anxiety, and lack of self-esteem. So, you know, what I wanted to do was just ask a few questions to the panel as far as how do you think social media has impacted you as well as your relationship with your kids? Yeah. 
I would start off with this. You know, growing up, I'm a little older, but we would go outside and play. Like, mm-hmm. We would go and do things and have outside time. I see now with this generation, everything's on your phone, everything's mobile in terms of tablets and things of that nature. People spend a lot of time playing games, but also on social media. And it's addictive. It is. It's true. Um, especially if you are someone, you're in a rural area, you've never been to a certain city or location, but you can actually go online now and see what they're doing in the city. You can see what people in different age groups are doing. And I saw evil comparison sometimes too, because you're always looking at people's representation that they're showing online and it can cause some type of emotional issues because you feel like, oh, I'm not pretty enough or strong enough or handsome enough yeah. or I'm not, I don't have enough money because everybody's having all this money online. I don't know where to get this money from. But it's I, a facade. I think, a yeah, lot it of it is a facade. But I do think it puts children in a tough situation because they're now always comparing themselves to other people that they don't. And it's also a way to actually have interactions with people who could be very negative towards you. They can be predators online. They can be people who are bullies. Cyberbullying is a big thing. So I think, yeah, it has pros and cons because a lot of information is out there that you can learn. It's a lot of different tick tips and strategies that you can help yourself to improve as a person, but it's, it needs to be done in moderation. I think we'll talk about too, because as a kid, sometimes you need to kind of separate and have some interaction with your family and with your friends and be outside a little bit and not necessarily all on your phone. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, I'm same same area mm-hmm. as you. I mean, that's the thing is, we used to go outside and play, right. and now everybody's on. I mean, and, and the thing is, it starts at such an early age. Right. Like kids can be four or five, and they know how to use YouTube. Right. And so, like my daughter, she knows how to go on to YouTube. I have to monitor because she likes to get sneaky and go to adult YouTube. And I'm like, I'm listening to the stuff. I'm like, this nope. isn't it. So Can't I'm like, it. you need to be on kids YouTube. <laughs> what is going on? And that's one of the solutions is monitoring yeah. the activity, like what it is they're doing because it's so easy on these social media platforms to go down rabbit holes because you oh, click on one thing and you may start off looking at how to make a pizza from scratch and you look up and they're looking at who's the biggest crush they have and exactly. I'm like, what's going on so Marquita I know you have kids that are a little bit older than mm-hmm. me and Terrence so what are some mm-hmm. of the things that you've seen how social media has impacted you know your relationship with your kids or even how your kids may interact with one another or their peers well, for starters, so my oldest, we've had a time where she was sneaking on social media for a while. She wasn't allowed to have it or the pages that she was allowed to have were the ones that I could see. And then we discovered like the secret page, the page that I'm blocked on. Oh, the Finsta? <laughs> she had like a, they was like call them a Finsta account? Like a yeah, Finsta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a Yeah, yeah it was, yep. There was the Instagram that I could see and then there was wow. the Instagram that I was blocked on. Uncles, aunts, like a bunch of people were blocked on. I was like, oh, she was trying to make sure nobody could see this. And then I found it, of course, because neither here nor there, but she's had some, she's had some pretty interesting experiences. And one of the things that, especially because she's, she'll be 15 at the end of this month. And the biggest thing now is that not just teenagers, but everybody records everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're not having your best moment, which we had a situation like this last school year where she wasn't having her best moment, that's what we'll put it as. And they recorded it. And it was definitely all over social media. It was all over. It made it through TikTok, Instagram. Wow. Um, my nieces was calling me like, did you see this? Yeah. I it was like kids like, at like school know. or something? Like how did that, like how did they make that? It was a fight. Oh, it was a fight. Oh, okay. People recorded. Oh, okay. I yeah, said okay. it wasn't her best moment. I was trying know. to be. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, world star right. type but, stuff. Yeah. World star. Yeah, but definitely yeah. It, it made it on there. And then she learned her lesson because she got into additional trouble. Because you know when people... They take stuff and then they add different memes to it and mm. got captions on it. It got bad. And so I think, I mean, and that was like a reality check for her. Like, yeah, this can't happen this way. So 
See, and that's that was the, one of the things that, that she had to learn. Like people record everything, and that's the new age and thing. And it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not fair because a lot of times we always say, "Man, I'm glad we didn't have social media back in the day." I say it all the time, right? Seriously. Oh, I'm I'm blessed. It's insane. I have had social media. Yeah, so many different situations that happen, and they go viral so fast. It could be mm-hmm. some podunk town in Alabama, someplace, right? And then next thing you know, the whole world's looking at it, right? And it just it happens mm-hmm. in the classroom. Keisha, no, Sharkisha, uh huh, exactly. <laughs> Why do I know name Sharkisha? But I know it because internet, right? right. Oh man! But and not just that. Like if I've got to run to the store and I haven't, you know, maybe fully lotioned the back of my heel, I got to worry about <laughs> my foot making it. Just anything. Just like man. I, I, but I also think that that's where, as parents, we have to change the conversation and change the narrative. Like I would definitely be teaching my son, and even when I talk to my nieces who are definitely of this age, you should not be recording things that you have no business doing. That if anything, you should be either removing moving yourself from the situation or helping. But, you know, a lot of times now people will just stand back and record. And I think that we really do need to change the narrative for the generation coming up that that's not actually what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, granted, it's not going to change everything, but I would definitely be like, so you just stood there and recorded. Right. That, that, that's what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, that's what they do with <laughs> you know? everything. You see people struggling, somebody getting beat up, somebody, right. you know, and it's like, instead of helping, what they're going to do is just record it and yell world star. And it's like, Dude, this person <laughs> is over here taking an L like, could you know, like, where do you, where does the, Where's the end line between, you know, finding comic relief out of somebody struggling and somebody actually being a real yeah. person and stepping in and saying, hey, mm-hmm. no, this isn't cool. Exactly. And that's the thing, too. A lot of that content that we're talking about here is consumed, right, by your kid. And so, for example, you may have never even seen a fight for it. You never never seen some type of situation, but you see it online. And then now that influences you because you saw it you're like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe that's OK even though it's not. And so that's a good point too, Marquita said. And I've heard situations of kids actually getting an account and their parents putting parental blocks on them and it all works. They create a lurker account. Yeah. Or they create Mm -hmm. some account that doesn't have a picture on so they can get access to see different things. And especially even with YouTube, on the right-hand side, they have all those suggested posts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's not even things that you're actually even looking or searching for. But then you're going to click on it because it's a fight at IHOP in Orangeburg. Yeah. So like you want to watch it, then you go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. And influence is, social media influences everything. And that's something that you have to try to protect your kids from the best you can. Yeah. How, I mean, how are some ways that you can protect outside of because like you say you set the parental block you set the the monitoring the time limit and there's always a way they can kind of go around so yeah. that's like the real challenging part especially once your kids are a little bit older because it's just difficult to go in and really block everything correct i take phones are mine i bought them and i pay the bill and even if you did decide that you wanted to pay a bill you're still my kid so i take everything at random times so I'll randomly grab a phone and my rule is that I should always be able to get into your phone. Can't change the password. If you do, I need to know what it is. So I can always get into phones, Absolutely. iPads or whatever. And I'll just go through them randomly. I mean, she's learned some things like she deletes her text messages. I do know that because she knows I will randomly take her phone. Yeah. And that's good that you say. I mean, she deletes. I'm like, that's fine. I mean, do what you do. Because but I'm not when I read, like if I look through her text messages, I don't necessarily care what you're texting about. I just want to make sure you're safe. The actual content that you talk about your friends, I don't care. Like, I'm not about to go confront you. Like, oh, you was cussing to, you know, like, I'm not, that's not what I care about. Like, are you safe? Yeah. If something is like not safe, then I got to say something. But other than that, I don't don't care what you say to your little raggedy friends. Like, (laughs) I (laughs) I just need to know that you're safe. 
And especially for having young daughters as well. Mm -hmm. You always have to be cognizant about because, you know, it's people who are out here who try to influence people to do different things. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that they are, one, having conversations about the right things and protecting them from even situations that they may not even be aware of because people can manipulate you and try to encourage you to do different things of that nature. So one, we're talking about social media, you know, monitoring inboxes, monitoring the conversations that people are having in DMs mm-hmm. or on their messengers because somebody who is, you know, online, they don't really know you, but they may see an image or a picture that you took mm-hmm. and they say, okay, you know, I'm going to shoot a shot or I'm yeah. going to do something of that nature. So you got to always kind of be protective yeah. of that and grabbing the phones, like you're saying, that's, that's awesome. That's good, right? Randomly. Like, Keeping, keeping it on your I think it goes back to just how we all were back in the day. Like as parents, you really need to know the parents of the kids that your kids are associated True, with. For sure. You need to hang out with them. You need to see what they're doing. Like, I, I think that sometimes, yes, yeah, social media is a whole nother world, but just by the content of characters of, of people that you interact with, that should give you an inkling to, you know, what, what are they searching for? What type of things are they into? And I don't necessarily think that we should forget that those personal relationships with people's parents and where are you going and what are you doing and who's picking you up and whose car are you going to be in? You know, all of those things I feel like are just as equally important, if not more important, because where you are at particular times can also get you caught up. So sometimes I think we focus so much on like the online part that we forget like do you know so-and-so's parents like do you know their you know occupation have you had a conversation with them you know a lot of times too you know the drop off and pickups and coming and going sometimes you just don't have time like we're just so busy now so i think that some of those things can slide through the cracks just just simply because we're just so much more busier now yeah and that's another thing just what you know as far as social media kind of squeezing time out of your life. I'm guilty of it. I find myself in, and my daughter calls me out on it. She's like, oh, you're on the phone again. How did you see that picture? What is that? And I'm like trying to explain to her. (laughs) So then when I turn to her and I'm like, oh, I need to reduce your screen time. She's kind of a smart, she's like, but you're always on your phone. And I'm like, hey, 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 Mm -hmm. I'm the daddy here, you know, calm down. But it is about modeling good behavior on our end. So I'm Mm -hmm. actively set times for myself like dude put the phone away so that she's seeing okay because she sees me on the phone she sees her mom on the phone she sees her Gigi, you know on the phone we're all doing it so it's about setting that model behavior and it 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 takes you have to be intentional about it i i have to be intentional because hey i'm a kind of a child of the social media era if you will it was birthed really when i was in high school and college you know facebook dropped Mm -hmm. i think sophomore junior year of college for me so do you find you guys have times when you guys have to like actively force yourself absolutely yeah yeah i'm I'm super Mm -hmm. guilty of it because i run an online platform and i have like four different social media accounts and a website so i'm always on my phone trying to develop content and 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 engage with the followers and things of that nature so i'm always on my phone and so what I realized too, hey, I got an hour and a half before the boy goes to bed. Let me kind of put my phone up for a little bit so I can actually be in the moment. And that's yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're out or at a different events and things of that nature, you need to kind of be in the moment sometimes. And putting my phone face down and kind of not looking at it for set times is something I have to do. Because I can literally be on it for hours, not even on just personal stuff, but just actually getting information, watching YouTube videos, getting on Reddit, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, right? You have a lot of these outlets. 
And so I definitely need to do a better job because as my child gets older, he sees that, you know, my wife and I, we're in the phone a lot. So he would pick up my phone or her phone and just kind of put it to his ear. He'll look at it and try to press on it yeah. or try to do something of that nature. My daughter wants an iPhone 13 right now. I'm like, what? You're six years old. What do you know about an iPhone palm 13? Trio. No, no, no. That's social media, though. When True. she's on YouTube, a palm trio. That's what you she's on, I mean, the, the kids on some of the things, you know, some of the older, they're talking about mm-hmm. iPhone 13s and yeah. sweepstakes. And it's like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. even know about an iPhone 13. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter asked for one too. She's five. What? See. Yeah. I was like, you're not. No. Her magical number is ten. She swears. I don't know what what she thinks happened when she turns ten, but she getting phones. She gonna be driving. She doing a lot of stuff when she turns ten. It's interesting. I'm like, okay. So I kind of got. Well, a I just actually, I just actually rushed here from AT and T store because I lost my watch about two weeks ago, and I like tried to like find it before I was like, forget it. I gotta get a new one. And I must say, like, the watch has allowed me to put my phone down so much more now because I feel like I can still kind of be, you know, in tune to at least myself, like my text messages and things of that nature, you know, some emails or whatever. But I don't have to like I don't have to feel so connected to my phone. And I didn't realize how much I use my watch (laughs) until I lost it because, yeah, my son does like to, you know, he's four. He does like to play his little games on my phone and, you know, he knows how to access YouTube and all the above. But when I really do need to just, I I don't need to know where my phone is. I I feel like the watch kind of makes me at least model the proper behavior. Um, And, you know, even when it comes to reading a book, I have some, I've been a little more aware, like, let me go get the regular page turner because yeah. I need to read something, but I don't want to look like I'm on my phone. Yeah. So true. I have found, you know, those ways to kind of get around the, the actually, you know, not having the phone in my hand and not feeling so connected to it myself because modeling proper behavior is really important at this age for, for no, for and that's true. And that's good. Like providing those alternatives, like such as books or mm-hmm. doing sports or even just your face to face interactions. Because nowadays right. mm-hmm. with social media, I mean, look, you could do everything online. You can shop online. You can date online. You can yep. learn online. Right. So it takes away from that face to face social interaction. And in my case, I have an only child. So That's why I like the fact that she, of course, goes to school, but have her involved in extracurricular activities where she's stimulating other parts of her mind. She's in first grade now, so I've actually reduced her screen time. I used to, and it's kind of bad, but I used it as a crutch in the morning when we're getting ready and I'm getting pushed Mm -hmm. back. I throw up YouTube and just let her, but no more. You know, I can't, that is so much stimulation for her early in the morning or late at night. So I've actually eliminated screen time in the morning. A lot of the screen time in the car because she's getting older. And I explained it to her. I communicate that Mm -hmm. with her like, hey, you're not a baby anymore. You know, you are now in first grade. You have homework. You have things you have to focus on. You are in activities. So I try to limit that and not be, you know, a complete authoritarian with it. I still let her utilize it, but not to the extent that we used to. Correct. And the times that we're living in right now, is it's definitely tough because if you think back in the pandemic basically we had a bunch of virtual remote learning so kids were on their computer screens seven eight hours a day you know in class right and so now you're kind of cutting that away one of my good friends the other day was saying she has second graders they've been in virtual learning since kindergarten they don't even know how to write some of them oh my because God. they all they know how to do is type in text so mm-hmm. that's just a skill that's been lost they don't know how to do cursive right now and they're supposed to yeah going into that grade so I think it's has pros and cons, but it's actually 
is giving a lot more information than we did have. You know, we had to go to AOL or, or we had to go to Encyclopedia Britannica, Britannica right? <laughs> <laughs> Love those things, right? But right. now they can actually search and Google anything they want to, or they can ask Siri or ask Alexa anything they want to, and they can get that information. So I think it's actually a help. They have way more information than we had, but it's yeah. also a crutch as well yeah. because you can get addictive as we talked about it, but also you can lose skills that you've yep. definitely had before by simply always just looking at a screen. Yeah. I'm going to date myself. I wonder how many kids know what the Dewey Decimal System is. Right. Like, <laughs> I remember that dude's like 1.6.458.66. Oh, it's all the way over. Like, even right. I, I mean, I get into conversations with people that just are maybe eight or 10 years younger than me. Like, man, you guys have had the Internet forever. You didn't have to go to the library to actually do a right. report. Like, I remember having to go mm-hmm. to the library, use the Dewey Decimal System. Card that's, catalog. That's card catalog to find mm-hmm. what I needed to do and actually go to Kinko's. That's how I'm really showing wow. my age. Go to Kinko's to finish because I didn't have a computer at home. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, things yeah. are just different, it you is. know, now. So, I mean, it's good that we have these solutions and monitors that are in place for social media. Yeah. But like I said, it's just and every day there's a new one. You know, I learn and hear new stuff. I'm like, I didn't know. Right, right, right. So Or yeah. I or I show my age when I'm like, I'm too old. I I, I just can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean I'm getting to a point and 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 with social media, I mean one of the biggest things that I, I just it's so different for me. Like you have bullies in school that will come up to you in your face and say, you know, you're a punk, you're fat, you're this, that, and the other. But now they get to do what? Hide behind a keyboard. A keyboard and you yeah. can say whatever. And it's whatever. Ca- and it's causing, you know, suicides or it's causing these some of this is some of these mass shootings that we're seeing at these schools. This is these are kids that have been bullied, cyberbullied. Right. So it's just wild that that's an element that wasn't existent, you know, 15, 20 years ago. There no. was no cyberbullying. You knew who you knew who the bully was and you knew to either take it head on or to you know go ahead and go the other way around the bully correct and i think that just to touch on that like cyber building because i this is my little soapbox i'm about to get on because i get (laughs) bullying because i'm like bullying is not the direct cause of the shootings and the suicide okay the one of the biggest things that i think that happens with social media is that because bullying is bullying has always existed you know, it's not something new with social media. The issue now with social media is that it used to be if you go to school, you got bullied. When you came home, it was over with. Uh, and now it's not over with. It's consistent. Oh, yeah. There is no end. It's nonstop. So I go to school, I get bullied. I go home and all over social media, I'm continuously getting bullied from video memes. And now what my bullying is viral and now it's taken on, it's nonstop. That's what the issue is. It's not necessarily getting bullied because, you know, there's some people that can argue just getting bullied sometimes is a part of life and you, it can help, you know, build character. You get older. It's the nonstop. It's the fact that it's incessant. And that's the biggest issue when it comes to why social media is a bigger issue when it comes to the bullying is because it never stops. You go to sleep, you could wake up to, a phone full of messages of you getting bullied all night long. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, so you that's that's the biggest issue when it comes to that is that it doesn't stop. It's and not necessarily you, that it happens. It's just that it's nonstop. And then you couple that with the access to information. Some of the information mm-hmm. not accurate. Some of the information is you know dark holes and dark parts of our society not necessarily helping in a positive way. So I think when you add that you know when people find 
you know, solace in negativity or solace in, you know, bigotry or, you know, things hurt and harm people. That's, I think, where, you know, it's, it, that's where having the access can be a problem. But I will say also, too, and not necessarily to completely change the direction of the conversation, you know, as a parent of a special needs child, social media has been extremely helpful for me as a parent, which I know sometimes people don't necessarily think about, but you know, when you get, sometimes you can be online as a parent and you feel the need to be competitive with and trying to keep up with the Joneses as what everyone else is doing with their kids. But being a special needs parent has allowed me to tap into communities of other special needs parents where, you know, unless you really are on that journey, you, you know, there's really only so much you can connect with, you know, other people who are just parents. So I will say that, you know, having access to the right communities is very helpful. But in Mm -hmm. regards to what we were talking about, I think the bullying and then having access to dark spaces on the web or just communities that may not be, you know, rooted in positivity. That I think is where the problem is with where our society is now. Absolutely. And like you said, like there are positives with social media, Mm -hmm. joining those community communities, even with kids, like helping their development, you know, such as, you know, being able to communicate and collaboratively effectively work with others. So there are ways that it, it, it can be beneficial, but it's on us as the parent to guide them towards that. You know, True. you don't want to be the no fun police. You want right. them to have fun, but you want them to be monitored and within moderation so Very that true. they're not being exposed, overly exposed. Because here's the thing you can do, put every you know, block in place. Kids are going to go to a friend's house mm-hmm. whose parents don't filter things out yep. and let them do that. Exactly. So that kind of mm-hmm. taps on what Brandilyn was saying about getting out there and knowing these parents, knowing who your kids are going to be around, True. because I'm not at the point where my kid is having sleepovers, but please be sure that if my daughter is going to go to a sleepover, I'm going to know who the father mm-hmm. is. I'm going to know who the mother is. I'm going to know Absolutely. who the mm-hmm. siblings are, because there's so many influences that can come around with when when you don't know and unfortunately in this day and age some parents don't care some parents like yeah go ahead and go over there and do whatever and then when their kid is getting in trouble at school about this yeah my kid would never like well your kid just did so yeah (laughs) yeah so just to kind of pivot i do Mm want to know like what is your what is you guys's you guys is geez opinion on actually putting your kids on social media and i mean yeah. posting them on your page mm-hmm. creating their own page for them what are your thoughts because like for me and if you follow me like i post my child never in like a negative manner like i'm very proud of my daughter so yeah, if yeah. she's doing something i'm going to post it and you know i make sure it's tasteful and nothing you know crazy but i do post i didn't let her get her own page or anything like mm-hmm. that but i don't knock anyone that does right. like that's fine but like mm-hmm. as it pertains to me i will post her on there but some people are like i wouldn't i, I never post my kids and that's fine for them as fine, well yeah so what about you guys how do you guys feel about that or how do you monitor that yeah. or you know i think everything's personal preference some people don't like social media period they don't right. want people in their business i have private pages Same. i also have public business pages but i don't include any type of family on that but mm-hmm. from an overall standpoint yeah i'm proud of my son mm-hmm. right i mean while to get to this point. Yeah. So in taste and moderation, I do throw him up maybe on some different pictures or stories and things of that nature, but I want to, right? But it's not anything where I'm putting him at risk or anything mm-hmm. of that nature. I think everyone has their own kind of judgmental opinion, what they want to do. Some people put them in private groups where only family and friends can see or just close friends. I think it's kind of what you make of it. But all, all in all, I think as long as you're 
if they have their own public page and they have their own you know, page, you just monitor it yourself exactly. and just make sure that people who are following them don't maybe have bad intentions. Kind of go through their follower list mm-hmm. and see who they're following because you can have a nice page, but if they're following one specific person who may have a lot of negativity or different, you know, fragrant language or things of that nature, you know, everyone's doing their, I'd say, how can I put it this way? People like to do drugs online on social media, right? Yeah. So that may mm-hmm. be an influence that they see when they think it's cool. You know, I, I saw somebody smoking this, and I, so I'm going to do it too because I somebody I follow does it. Yeah. So you got to kind of just monitor their and list, especially now that you can vape and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it doesn't look like your regular cigarette or your, right. your joint or blunt or whatever. It's like, oh, they're just vaping. It's like, but do you know how harmful that can? Yeah, be? exactly. Because they don't know. It looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah. I will say that. Well, okay. With the question of posting kids or not. I rarely post anyway. Yeah. I post like on occasion. If my kids are doing something funny, I'll post something about it. I don't have, I don't really care one way or another. I will say that I post the five-year-old more often than I post the teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't, I, I have to think about the reason why I do that. And I'm not exactly 100% sure because it's not a conscious decision that I make. Yeah. It's just something that happens. And I think teenagers also, I are think more that, accessible too. You know, sure. you're posting a, yeah. you know, a four or five year old, they don't know how to use the social media or they right. don't probably mm-hmm. have a handle. But if there's a teenager, they could p- possibly have a handle and then people can, you know, follow mm-hmm. them out yeah. and things like that could be. But I will also say that even like when monitoring what your kids are doing, the reality is that, I mean, Social media is just one aspect. Mm-hmm. You could put all the restraints and kind of like how Brandy was saying that you still need to know the parents, but it's not even just that. Like I remember when my daughter was in middle school, her friends were okay, but there was still a bunch of kids in the bathroom vaping. So yeah. They don't that don't have anything to do with who she's hanging out with or who anything or True. who she's seeing on social media. Those are just other people other kids in the same setting that she's in. And so it's kind of like, so I think like you can monitor everything. I think the biggest important thing is to talk to them, talk to the kid and let them know kind of where you stand on certain things and how to do things safely or not at all. I mean, being a mom of a teenager, I can tell her what I don't want her to do, but she's a teenager. So we talk about what I don't want you to do, but we also say, well, if you're going to do something dumb, we need to be safe about it. No. Yeah, my son has his own Instagram page that was created by me, like, the day he got out the hospital. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, it was, I mean, I do have a personal brand, and I really did not want my personal brand to to be just about my son, because I, I feel like that would that that would take away from everything I've worked hard for thus far. So I do post on my personal page, you know, family photos or, you know, every now and then something monumental in regards to my son, but he does have his own private Instagram page. And it's really because, you know, I spent 25 years in a whole nother city. So I have a hu- so many people who want to still be connected to True. me in that way. And really, and truly it's only people that follow the page are, friends and family. And my husband is very, my husband has access to it. He doesn't post his own pictures. Um, he's pretty much in agreement with whatever I post, but we do, we do disagree or not agree on presenting him in a way that we want him to be able to decide how he wants to present himself on social media in regards to some of the things that he has going on. So yes, it's a highlight reel. And 
I'm fine with that to a certain because I have to meet meet my husband halfway because we are, you know, two of us are on this journey. All right. Respecting but I'm, the boundaries. I'm happy to. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I said, OK, respecting the boundaries of co- of parenting. <laughs> Got to respect the boundaries if you want a happy home or just a happy life in general. For sure. But I, I will say that I'm proud of his his Instagram page. It's so funny, like when you scroll back. And I am curious to see when he's of age to have an opinion do I have to delete it all? (laughs) You know, like, you know, it will one day he's like, mom, like, no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to relish in this moment (laughs) and post all the little cute pics and videos. Um, And yeah, so that's, I mean, he literally is like first day out. That was his like first photo. But those are not pictures that I, you know, I share on my personal page because I try to keep it very balanced. But I feel completely comfortable posting four pictures of him in one day on his own little private Mm. setting. So that's what's been working for us thus far. And who knows when he gets a little older, um, (laughs) if I have to delete it all. But I hope I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think he'll ride with it. I, I think he'll ride with it. So like all in all, I mean, we just really tackle the fact that there are some pros to the social media effect as far as giving you access to different communities so that you can learn different things about parenting. But there are also some cons about that. So some of the solutions that we've kind of discussed as it pertains to social media, making sure that kids aren't being negatively influenced is, you know, setting time limits, monitoring the online activity, being a good model yourself as far as your behavior with social media. Like someone just said briefly, talking to your kids about some of the risks that are associated with using social media, encouraging them to use it in moderation, you know, everything in moderation. There's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, as we know, there are influences that can be negative. So making sure that they're not just sitting there blindly looking at social media, going down rabbit holes. And then lastly, just providing alternatives such as, you know, sports and those face-to-face interactions to you know, ensure they're a well-rounded kid and not just a complete social media, you know, just ODing on it. So, yeah, I mean, I thank everyone for the input that everyone had. Everyone has, of course, different views on that, which is what makes this all so fun and parenting. So I do want to thank Terrence and I want to thank Brandy and Marquita for all of the feedback. I want to thank once again, everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Once again, I want you guys to be sure to follow and subscribe and like us on YouTube at the Parental Advisory Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Parental Advisory Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We look forward to checking you guys out next week where we're actually going to be we're going to be discussing parental burnout and what that is. And anybody who's been a parent, whether you're a parent of a two-year-old or a 14-year-old, you experience parental burnout. So that's what we'll be discussing on the next episode. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Parental Advisory Podcast and we look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Have a good one.